Hey guys, welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast. Um, hoping you guys are doing okay. Appreciate all the listens, you know, appreciate all the support and the uh, positive or negative feedback, you know, you know, constructive criticism. I always appreciate that. And you guys are more than welcome to, you know, shoot me a text or if you see me in person, let me know what I can do better or what you like about the podcast. Um, but again, I appreciate your support. Uh, I apologize for the late episode. Um, it was supposed to drop on Wednesday, but then I was going to have a couple guests on and then they couldn't come on Wednesday or Thursday or yesterday. So today of this recording, it's Saturday morning, um, you know, before UFC fight night and before tomorrow's, uh, you know, week three's games, uh, in the NFL. Um, so I'll have my good friend Dave on and also, uh, a new guest, which will be announced later on in the episode. So, hope you guys enjoy. All right, welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast. Uh, thank you all for joining today. I'm joined by a new guest, Harrison Easley, a.k.a. GMDJQ. Harrison, please make yourself known. What's going on, man? G and DJQ here, man. Twenty four hundred the shit, man. But I'm here on some sports shit, so we're gonna goddamn do this a better way. You know what I'm saying? Well, before we get into that, insights. before we get into that, you know, <laughs> I like to give a platform for all people, even if they're retarded like yourself. If you want to <laughs> promote your music, please do so now before we get into everything. Yeah, y'all go look up my music, man. GMVJQ from the cell block to your block, man. 12 song, but they all go hard, man. 2400 tomorrow, gang shit, bitty shit, man. Y'all know what the fuck, pap. Yeah, yo. All right. So, like I said, before we get into it, I must ask, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. You feel me? I just got out. So, all this sports shit, I'm coming back to it. You feel me? I'm, I'm coming back to all this stuff. You feel me? But slowly, I'm getting, getting my rebound. I, I feel like a lot of the, uh, Points that we will be talking today, I feel like we're going to disagree on a few of them. That's definitely expected. But um, how has life been, like, readjusting? It's great. I still got pre- prison tendencies, you feel me? Like, I still got shit. I, I still take showers with my slides on and shit like that. But you feel me? I'm adapting well. These are going well, you feel me? All right. Well, today I'm going to start the show off a little differently. Since we have a different guest today, you know, world famous double platinum artist. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start off with some UFC, considering that tonight is UFC 253. But before we get into that, let's talk about UFC Fight Night: Kobe Covington versus Tyron Woodley. Now, Harrison, did you watch that fight? I absolutely did not, but I have not caught up on UFC, but. Based off what I was watching before I got locked up, Tyron Woodley is still, in my opinion, the second best fighter in the uh, entire UFC. Mm-hmm. And I will not hear any uh, any argument going against that. Well, you feel me? So, based on what you just said, you're completely incorrect because Tyron Woodley. Well, I th- yeah, I guess, I f- go ahead. I feel like I feel like Kobe Covington been dodging, or uh, yeah, been dodging dodging uh, Tyron Woodley for a while now. You know what I'm saying? So. That could be a reason why. Well, the fight just happened last Saturday, and Colby yeah. Covington absolutely dominated Tyron Woodley. Baldwin. And 
It ended up being a finish in the fifth round. Tyron broke his rib, but, you know, it is what it is. Kobe Covington just proved that he's the best welterweight in the world. So, Absolutely. It was, it was awful. I'm sorry. It was awful. Um, but what, what do you know about Kobe Covington? What, what do you know about him? And he a major supporter? Uh, no. Mm-mm. Okay, maybe I, maybe I'm thinking about the wrong person. But I don't know too much. I don't know too much about the UFC. So I'm not gonna sit here and pretend I don't know okay. too much. I know he's. I think he has a good ground game, but I could be wrong. No, he's one of the best wrestlers in the UFC. Um, okay, and yeah, that's yeah. pretty much how he dominated Tyron. I mean, he dominated him on the sh- on the feet as well. I mean, he outstruck him <laughs> 260 plus times uh, to Tyron 67 strikes. And he also, I feel, yeah, go ahead. With, with the past few fights of Tyron Woodley, I feel like people have forgotten who Tyron Woodley really is. And maybe it will take that bounce back fight for him, for folks to start realizing, but this man is just at a slump right now. Well, you know what I'm saying? But I will say, Tyron Woodley, when he's on his game, is the best world to wait in the world. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. I mean, we saw against Darren Till a couple of years ago when he was still champion. Um, yeah. When he's at his peak, when he's at his best, Tyron, Tyron Woodley is unbeatable. The yeah. only person that could even come close to beating him is GSP, and he is obviously retired. So yeah. But right now, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole mental thing. He I, I, honestly, I think it's he's in his head because in the beginning of the Colby Covington fight, he looked yeah. like he was ready to throw hands. He was pushing the pace. He was being the aggressor. He was throwing strikes. He looked good. He looked like Tyron Woodley of old. And then right. after the first minute, Colby Covington started laying body kicks to his body and was pushing him up against the fence. And after that first takedown, after Colby Covington took him down the first time, you could tell Tom Woodley did not want to be there anymore. And right. He just changed his mind. Yeah, be- the UFC has a lot of mental game in it as well. And, and with the past few fights, I feel like he's been fighting scared. From what I can see, from what, what what I haven't been able to see fully, but what I've been able to see from just highlights and stuff, he's finally scared. So, which is not Tyron Woodley. Yeah, right. So if he's able to, I mean, he's old man. If he loses another fight, he needs to retire. But yeah. if he's able to get on another win streak, I mean, who knows? We might be able to add to him. that legacy. Mm-hmm. We might be able to see him win another belt if he's able to become, you know, himself. You know, if he's right. able to get out of his head. I mean, he said to the people before the fight that he's going to let his hands, you know, he's going to let his hands Speak throw. for himself. Mm-hmm. But obviously that wasn't the case because he got dominated. But with that being said, tonight we have one of the biggest events of the year. We have UFC 253, Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. And then the co-main event, Jan Blahovich versus Dominic Reyes. Do you know Israel anything about this fight? heavy in this fight. Mm-hmm. I like Israel heavy in this fight. The man, the man, with with the with the with the hands is just is too nice. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't see the past few of his knockouts. They were just vicious. I don't know too much mm-hmm. about the other UFC fighters, but I, I I like what I like. I like the, what I see in Israel. Well, I, I will say Israel Israel was going up against a fucking tank, okay. a human that is literally made of fucking granite. All right, he's built like a fucking tank, and he's a knockout artist. He's undefeated. He's coming off of a win off of Yoel Romero. Um, he looks really, really good. So this is gonna be a very entertaining fight because Israel 
is more of a counter striker, whereas Paulo Costa is more of like the aggressor. He like kind of bulldozes you. He comes right. after you. So that's a clash of styles, and I'm excited for the main event. But what I'm really excited for is the co-main event because now we are going to have a new light heavyweight champion for the first time in nine years since 2011. John Jones has vacated the light heavyweight belt, the greatest of all time. Ran that fucking division while he was there. He just vacated his belt to move up to heavyweight. So now, for the first time in uh, nine years, we're going to have a new light heavyweight champion outside of John Jones and Daniel Cormier. And I think this has fight of the night written all over it. I mean, you have two guys that are knockout artists, two guys that have fucking real power, two guys that have decent to above average cardio. You have two guys that have absolute chins. I mean, it, it everything everything that I just said is the making of a fight of the night. So right. I don't know if you know too much about what's going on in that fight. Not Are you? too much. Yeah. Well, I would suggest checking out this whole fight tonight. Watch it. You know, let me know how you feel about it. Um, this fight and the main event, obviously. Um, but this whole card in general is just, it's, it's so exciting. And we're going back to Fight Island. You know, we're going to Abu Dhabi. Um, it's just, the, the whole vibe about tonight is amazing. Oh, I'm really excited right. for, yeah, the aura, the fucking atmosphere. It's amazing. It's fucking okay. amazing. Okay, I'll um, have to check this out. Yeah, no, you definitely will. Um, but I think the co-main, I'm going to give my picks for tonight. The co-main, I have Dominic Reyes via decision. But don't be surprised if Jan Blachowicz gets a TKO in the third round, all right? Because the Polish power is the real deal, all right? And in the main event, even though I don't like to say it, I think Israel Adesanya will win. I think he'll win via decision because Paulo Costa has a fucking granite chin. Like I said before, dude's a tank. He doesn't get finished. Um, right. And I just think that he's just going to run away like he did against Joel Romero. And, you know, I don't think it'll be as bad. I don't think it'll be as bad because Paulo Costa will make sure of that. Like, in the first two rounds, we'll see, you know, a competitive fight. But then as Paulo Costa uh, gasses out, I think we're going to see Israel just try to keep his distance and chop at his leg. Or we might see, you know, a late finish, but I doubt it. I really doubt it. So I think we'll see Israel via running away or decision. Um, Okay. So, now, let's get into some football. <clears throat> Harrison, what have you seen since coming back from prison? Well, I've seen everything. You feel me? All the new mm-hmm. trades. and every, I, I, I don't seen everything. I don't watch pretty much every game I could watch, mm-hmm. possibly. I, you know, I'm one, once the Falcons game because I'm like, trying to turn that on. Because I, uh, when are you coming back? Uh, okay. Huh. Right. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see a lot. You see me? I watch the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the Falcons game, but when I'm not watching the Falcons game, I turn on the red zone. Mm-hmm. So you're pretty up to date with the NFL. Not elbow. I don't see why that would be elbow. All right, say it one more time. My fault. I said you're pretty up to date with the NFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up to date. All right. So. Before we talk about your Falcons, let me ask you this. How do you feel about the 49ers? How do you feel about the 49ers right now? Have you seen what's happened with them? The 49ers, I feel like they will be at the playoffs. I feel like it opens up a spot for the Falcons. 
in, in, in many of the middle pack teams. I feel like personally it hurts to say, but the Falcons right now are a middle pack team. We have a top offense, top five offense, but we have a middle of the pack overall team. So I feel like it opens up a lot of the middle of the pack teams. The 49ers are not injured. You know what I mean? They just went to the they just went to the Super Bowl, but all these injuries. Right, man. I think let me let me let me go ahead and. and and see these injuries one more time, just so I'm making sure I'm I'm seeing this right. But it's it's I'm actually I find it gross. Avon Austin, Nick Bosa, Tevin Coleman, D. Ford, Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle. Um, it just keeps Debo going. Samuel, Solomon Thomas, Debo Samuel, the rookie wide receiver. It's just it it gets bad. It gets bad. So I feel like um. Yeah, they they will miss the playoffs this year. Yeah, they will definitely miss. They're the not. Playoffs this year. They're not going to be able to recover from that. They're going to miss way too many games, and there's just too many hard. And, and, and what 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 the one thing about injuries is you never know when you, when you come back how you're going to react to these injuries. So that I feel like this is going to affect them in the long run, not just one year, two years. I feel like it's going to affect them for three or four more years. All these injuries to their star quarterback, star tight end. All these, all these great young players. Tevin Coleman, yeah, it's gonna affect them for a minute. Yeah, D. Ford, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas. Right. Yeah. No, all. But of these they will have a top pick guys. in the draft. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that uh, we may see some effects of it next year as well, even when they're quote unquote healthy, because they might not come back healthy. the same way. So I do, right. I do understand right. that. Um. But, no, I definitely agree. I think now that the 49ers are out, I think that opens up a spot for, like you said, the middle of the pack teams. We may see, you know, the Rams get into the playoffs. We may – the Rams back into the playoffs. We may see the Cardinals go into the playoffs. And, like you said, I don't know the Falcons' schedule by heart, but I do know that their schedule is definitely um, – mm-hmm. it definitely favors them over maybe the Cardinals or the Rams. So, they definitely do have a chance as long as they're able to right. string up some wins. And if Todd Gurley is able to get going, um, well, one thing about the Falcons is we're not the offense is right. not the problem. Right, it's most definitely the defense is right. the problem. So, right, if we can maybe, I feel like get some um, stops on defense. Either, either this is in the next game. This game coming up versus the uh versus the um, I forgot who we're playing this week. That's okay. I'll uh, give you some time to look it up. Um, damn, hmm. I should have known this by now. Um, we've been talking about it all week too. That's what's crazy. But I feel like with this next game, if we go zero and three, it, it, it's 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 done for Dan Q, Don, uh, yeah, uh, Dan Quinn. Yeah, which is a hard team. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it, it's yeah. They have a top. We don't. We we, sure. we were right there beating 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 the uh the Cowboys. So there's absolutely no reason we should. Uh, I, and, and, and to just get into that topic right there, I'm disgusted. I'm sickened. I'm appalled. My mind is, is actually blown. You feel right. me? And I don't like I said, the offense didn't didn't blow this game. The special teams did. The defense did. We had a 29 to 10 lead. We allowed Deck Prescott to get four touchdowns, 450 t- uh, 50 yards, and three touch three rushing touchdowns. And, and and the fact that I had to I had to get myself on social media and see people blaming Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan had four passing mm-hmm. touchdowns. Zero interceptions, 273 yards. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, two touchdowns, 109 yards. Yeah. D-line played yeah. played exceptional. Yeah. I think we had, what, four fumble, four, four, four fumbles. 
Yeah, Dak Prescott had a fumble. Zeke had a fumble. Um, but before before you continue, I will say shout out to Dak Prescott. Gave me forty points in fantasy. Appreciate yeah. that. But continue. Go ahead. Secondary just played horrible. I mean, I'm talking about <clears throat> right because we had a spurt where we got, I think, three straight four fumbles. Yeah, and we were just shutting down. They had nothing but twenty yards. But then yeah, once Dak Prescott got to rolling, yeah. I mean, outside, I will give Isaiah Oliver this. I feel like Isaiah Oliver is such a make-or-break player. He's a poor man's right. Marcus Peters. Mm-hmm. You hear the stop you on. Or he gets burned a lot. He gets burned or gets beat a lot for these deep plays. I think it was him covering uh, C.D. Lent. No, Michael Gallup. He was him covering Michael Gallup. <clears throat> Michael Gallup caught a, a big catch that game. I was just disgusted by it. Um. We seem to do a. Uh, uh, we seem to be doing a lot better than last year, though. I would right. give that. You feel me? The mm. offense is just clicking. I, I, and Julio, a lot of people are getting on Julio. Julio did this. Julio did that. Well, Julio was attracting double teams all game. That's what made Calvin Ridley. Get I was going to say that's what opened up the opportunity for Calvin Ridley. Russell to go Gaines off didn't like have that. a bad game too, and, and yeah, he Hayden did. Hurst had a de- decent game. Mm-hmm. So it, it it was just and it, Captain Julio. Man, did it have a touchdown? Only had 20 yards. But the man was doing so much outside of just getting the ball. Well, yeah, he. I saw that he, you know, he was actually blocking pretty well. Um, yeah. Which I think that's a little underrated fact about Julio, that he's actually a solid blocker in the run right. game. Um, and, and I feel like, and, and this is just not, not a bias, I feel like the Falcons, if you truly, really watch the Falcons, the Falcons are a lot better than just the score show. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're if we can somehow, some way, if 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 Richard Sherman's mentality just becomes every player on this team, every player on the secondary, and we just suddenly turn into a bunch of Deion Sanders, I think we can we can make the playoffs and and possibly make something shape. But I just don't see us competing with teams like say if we mm-hmm. make the Super Bowl and competing with teams like the Chiefs or the or the Ravens or or, or competing teams with, with like the Packers who we end up playing this year later this year. So I just don't see it. But if we if we somehow turn the tables, maybe we can make something shape. But I feel like if we lose this next game, Dan Quinn's got to go. <clears throat> that we got to make something happen. Dan Quinn's got to go. Dirk Cutter's got to go. We got to give somebody the because you know the first down and the second down defense is called by the defensive coordinator. The third right. down and after that is called by Dan Quinn. How the hell you feel me? How the hell are we supposed to? Our third down conversion is horrible. By the right. way. Right. So how the hell are you gonna keep splitting this up? Who are you? <clears throat> how, how I don't even know. I think that's the first time I done heard something like that. So I, right. I don't. I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan on that. No, I definitely agree. Um, I was gonna get into that actually. Um, but before I do, I just want to say that that was honestly awful, and I, oh, yeah. I feel bad for Falcons fans due to the fact that you know it just keeps opening Falcons, up. The wound. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you guys blowing leads like that. You guys were up twenty to zero after what the first, first or second quarter? quarter? Yeah, first quarter. First quarter. Yeah, twenty so, to nine, I think, after the second one. Yeah, so y'all y'all had like a fucking huge lead, and then all of a sudden in the second half, that just disappears, and they went on a last second field goal. Like, yeah, it, it, it's sad, but I do agree. Uh, I was gonna get into that before you even said anything, but. Um, I definitely do think that if the Falcons go 0-3, they need to fire Dan Quinn. They need to blow up the whole situation. Dirt Cutter 
is not a bad GM. He's not by any means, but he just doesn't know how to draft. I mean, he's made some moves. You talking about but... uh, uh, Thomas Dimitrov? Dirk Cutter. Oh, sorry, yeah, 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 sorry. He's your offensive coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Thomas Dimitrov. My bad. He he's a decent GM, but he doesn't know how to draft the secondary. Besides Keanu Neal, I think he's the only real guy that they've drafted. Right. Um. He doesn't really know how to draft defensive linemen or offensive linemen. Well, he he's drafting. Um, I think the only the only de- the only defensive lineman that he's drafted that is solid from what I've seen is Tack. Brady um, Jarrett. Let's see. He does know how to draft linebackers. I'll he, give him he's that. He knows Grady how to draft Jarrett. linebackers. Is, I thought Grady Jarrett was a linebacker. No, Grady Jarrett's a defensive tackle. He's a def- okay. Yeah. Well, Grady Jarrett was solid, um, but th- that's just two people though. That's just two yeah. guys. Um, well, he definitely does know how to draft receivers. Yeah, he knows how to draft tight ends. Um, but he doesn't know how to draft offensive linemen. He doesn't know how to draft defensive linemen. The secondary. Uh, there's just too many pieces that he just doesn't know how to draft. He does. He, he can make. He can make. You know, decent offseason moves. Right. I mean, he got fucking uh, Todd Gurley. He got Alex. I feel Mack. like Todd Gurley is you know, such an he, underrated pick. You know no, he definitely is an underrated pickup because if he's able to even get to half of what he was, then y'all, well, like, well, you guys well, have a really good running back. Devontae Freeman, because Devontae Freeman did Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I just think y'all need a whole culture change, Most honestly. Good. I mean, I know y'all did that with Dan Quinn, and it worked for the first year, but then first, after that, I, I mean, where have y'all been years. since? First three years, because the first year we went 8-8. Eight and eight. It was, we, we went 8-8, eight and eight, but it was his first year, so you can't really blame them. Second year, we went to the Super Bowl. Blue to lead, whatever. I thought it was the first. No. Okay, so yeah, the and first the, three years. The third okay. year, we went, uh, beat the Rams in the playoffs, then played the Eagles, and was it, it, we lost by some bullshit. But Y'all lost to the Super Bowl champions. Yeah, we lost. I think every year, every year we've been to the playoffs in the Matt Ryan era, we've lost either to the Super Bowl champions or the people who went to the Super Bowl. No, we've, never played, we've never lost to anybody in the Matt Ryan era. In the in the playoffs, we haven't lost to nobody in the Matt Ryan era that hasn't been in the Super Bowl. So we've lost to I the will first say, best or the second <clears throat> best to put that in in, well, in short term. No, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. I, I just think that y'all need a whole culture yeah, change, and it needs to happen fast before Matt Ryan gets out of his prime. Like I mean, he's on he's on this play. back end of his career as of right, right. now. Um, Granted, he's playing really good. I'm not saying he's washed or anything. He's definitely not washed. He's putting up great numbers. I mean, like you said, he had four total touchdowns uh, last Sunday. He actually has, I'm excited to see how he does this, against season, uh, the Bears this weekend. In this season, I think he has, what, mm-hmm. 700 yards. I think he has, like, 783 yards and six touchdowns. One pick, and the one pick was off a of Hail Mary. Right. So, yeah, this man, the man's. No, no, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan can still play. Um, I think that's underrated. You know, after his MVP season, people gave him shit. Yeah. But it's it's not even that he played bad. It's just he wasn't able to recapture those MVP right. numbers. That was a very special year, right. and that was when y'all had the best offensive line of football in right. Kyle Shanahan. I think if y'all were to make Kyle Shanahan oh, y'all's man. coach, and I think that that that's I, one thing <clears throat> that every Falcons fan misses or or wish that we did is is it's a bye bye Dan Quinn. And give Kyle Shanahan the head coach, but how do you do that? Right after Dan Quinn takes us to the Super Bowl, you can't. No, it's definitely a hard yeah. decision. But I mean, looking back, obviously you wish that yeah, would have happened definitely. in the moment. 
it definitely makes sense to keep Dan Quinn because y'all were riding high, going to the Super Bowl, almost winning the Super right. Bowl. It makes sense. You guys, you know. And then the next year after that, I mean, he's still a coach that year. Yeah, he, you know, and, takes and, y'all and, to and the second round of the playoffs. It's all the signs leading up to it. He's man's always been bad with time management. The man's always been bad with offensive play calls. He he wasn't even calling his own offensive play calls. He was just back riding off with Kyle Shanahan. And his defensive play calling has been horrible. Well, I think I think the reason why I think the reason why y'all got him is for defense because he was, he was, uh, he was the I, defensive I say he coordinator was either, for the Seahawks when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was a defensive coordinator for the Seahawks when they won and, the Super Bowl. That's and, right. And I thought they, I thought he was like the linebacker down. coach, but regardless, yeah. Which yeah. which which is crazy because so. you would think, oh man, okay, this would be that we would have a better defense, but our defense has been absolutely horrible. And, and, and I can't well, y'all did. Blame. Your defense improved when he first came, but you now can't I mean, you can't even blame tell. Him because we've had uh, we we've got the injury bow for the past three years. You know what I'm saying? But that's right. still no excuse. I've seen, I didn't seen we didn't see multiple times in the NFL where bad injuries happen, but some coaches just know how to work around it. Bill Belichick being one, uh, um, um, John John Gruden being another one, just working around injuries. You get what I'm saying? So. It's right. just, I, I don't use that as an excuse no more. You got to make something happen. No, after after three years of it and there's no adjustments, I mean, obviously there's a problem and it's right. Dan Quinn. No, I definitely do think that y'all need to blow it up. Y'all need to get rid of Dan Quinn if he loses, uh, if he goes 0-3 or 0-4, uh, depending on how you want right. to look at it. I definitely do think y'all need another offensive coordinator. And, I mean, like I said, Thomas Dimitrov, he's solid. He's not a bad gym at all. He's not like he's made some really good draft picks. You know what I'm saying? Deion Jones, right. Deion O'Neal. I think he even drafted Matt Ryan. I'm pretty uh, sure. Pretty, I, um, I think so. He he's done drafted some. I think he drafted Julio Matt Ryan. Jones. I think he, I know he drafted he Julio. Brought, I think he, he drafted brought, Julio. Uh, he drafted uh, uh, Tony Gonzalez over here. He, he yeah. He's honestly, so he's made. I, he's I a good have, GM right now. There's no GM that I would rather have that knows his team well or better than him. I wouldn't have another GM over him. Well. I just want to say that y'all need a culture change, yeah. and it needs to and happen fast. Does. The GM part, I like. I would be, I would understand if you were to get rid of him because y'all haven't won right. anything. But if you don't, it's also right. understandable considering the fact that he's made a lot of right. great moves. He just needs to, he needs to get better at drafting. I feel like he needs to get more aggressive and offensive free agency. But I like the Dante that Fowler pickup. Agreed. I feel like that's an underrated one. That, that was a really good about. pickup. That was a that was that a very was good pickup. Very good. I love pickup. I love having Dante Fowler. That's it. I I feel like this like the, like I said this D line has been playing great. You get what I'm saying? Getting to the quarterback, Dante, yeah. uh, Dante Fowler. I think when Tack got hurt in that Cowboys game, that's when our pressure depleted. But Tack's been playing very exceptional. Grady Jarrett, you know, top three defensive tackle in the league. So of course he's gonna uh, uh, play well, above exceptional. But it's just I feel like I love the D line we have right now. Uh, Deion Jones has been real under <clears throat> undermining, I guess you could say, uh, under he he's just what under underperforming. Real like one right at one point right he one yeah he hasn't been going up yeah. potential top two top three linebacker middle linebacker and now he's just what are you doing? But it, I I I get what he, where he's coming from. It's hard to. Be the greatest middle linebacker on the field when the the defense around it, the safeties aren't helping whatsoever. Folks don't realize how important the safeties come in within the linebackers. 
You feel me? The safeties are the ones calling the shots. Yeah, especially in yeah, the run absolutely. game. Yeah. They know when to come down and when to stay back. But yeah. Yeah. No. I yeah. No, the Falcons, they just they need they need to do something. And then they need they need to do something fast before Matt Ryan gets old and stops performing at the level right. that he's performing now. Because y'all I think y'all have another good two years left out of Matt Ryan, and then after that, I think we're going to see a decline. Mm, okay. So, y'all need to do something right. very fast. Very fast. And the reason why I say two years is because he's 37 now. Er, er, wait, he's 36 or 37? 36. And, yeah, so. Actually, I don't. I, but he hasn't actually, been hit a lot. This, but I'm pretty sure. Keep going. Well, the one thing I will say is that I think he'll be able to last for a little for a little while longer because he hasn't taken too much punishment in his career. So it hasn't affected him too, too badly. So I think y'all will get some uh, like top tier production out of him for the next two years. And then you'll see a decline. Will it be like a fucking steep hill? Probably not, but you will see a decline. It'll be sort of like a Drew Brees type of Matt Matt Ryan is 35 Um, years old. Okay, so he's 35. So, okay, you probably have another good three or four right. years left with him then. Um, and then after that, you'll see a decline. So, but you, you, you need to do something fast. You need Absolutely. to do something fast. And not only do you need to do something fast, but I think y'all need to draft another quarterback in the next, like, two years to look forward to the future. Have him sit behind Matt Ryan for a year or two, and then once Matt starts to decline, trade Matt Ryan, put him in, mm-hmm. and then there you go. So, um but speaking of the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to bounce back last weekend against the Panthers. You know, Tom Brady, Tom Brady didn't look too good, but, you know, he did what he needed to do. The run game was really going for them as well. Leonard Fournette really went off. Um, how do you feel about the Buccaneers? Bounce I haven't back. been able to ask you about bounce that. How do you feel back. about the Buccaneers? It's, okay, I, can, I guess you can call it a bounce back, but it is against the Carolina Panthers. And, yes, they are NFL team. Don't get that wrong. But Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater himself, the Bucks jumped off to a 21-0 lead early just because they aren't the Falcons. I mean, they kept their lead. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Tom Brady, like you said, right. he didn't play too hot. One touchdown, one interception. Leonard Fournette, 103 yards, two touchdowns. I was, I was really, so I, I feel like that was, that was, that was probably out of all picks. That was the best. That was the best pickup. I, I feel like they got was Leonard Fournette. And a lot of folks gonna come for me all Tom Brady. Nah, I, I like the Leonard Fournette pick right though. But, well, I'm just going to say this right now. Running backs don't win you games. Okay. Quarterbacks win you games, okay? And you have the greatest quarterback but, of all I mean, time they... with Tom Brady. Yes, like I said, Tom Brady hasn't played too hot, but Tom Brady doesn't need to play too hot right now. And especially you have to realize he's adjusting okay. to a new system. He's trying to get familiar with the new offense. Right. He has a new head coach, all right? He has new players around him, all right? He's still adjusting. Give him time. I think – the right time to criticize him if he still hasn't improved by week eight, that's right. when you criticize him. That's when the criticism can start. But right now, okay. he's still adjusting. All right. So give him time. And he's not even playing terrible. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's not playing like, you know, Tom Brady of old, but you have to you have to realize he's forty two years old. All right. He's not like he used to be. But he's not playing awful either. Mm-hmm. He's not losing you games. He's not losing you games. They're still one and one. They just beat a solid team in Carolina. You may say it's the Panthers, but Carolina 
Carolina is a sleeper team. They might make the playoffs. They I just have a don't see them roster, being better right? than and Teddy Bridgewater can than, win games. Than New Orleans, Atlanta, or they're not going to be better. They're not going to be better than New Orleans. Or they're not going to be better than New Orleans. Orleans. They're not going to be better than the Bucks. They're not going to be better than the Bucks. But they do have a chance of being on the same level as Atlanta. I disagree with that. Teddy Bridgewater can win you games. We saw last I mean, Ted, year with the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater all right? the same person who He's a good quarterback. With, I think, just a little over 100 yards. The Saints, I feel like the only okay. Teddy Bridgewater I mean, good, the, good quarterbacks, the good quarterbacks have bad games. For the good Saints quarterbacks have bad games. He's playing for the Carolina because it's two different systems. As well as I, I think Sean Payton can make almost any quarterback fit in that New Orleans system. You know what I'm saying? It's a very simple, simplest, simplistic system that he has running for quarterbacks, not just Drew Brees, but wh- whoever whoever plays <clears throat> after Drew Brees. I feel like I feel like right. as long as Sean Payton's right. the head coach of that team, the dirty, filthy, cheating Sean Payton that I know, he'll make that work, though. That's one thing about it. He'll make that work. Right. No, Sean Payton definitely is one of the most underrated and underappreciated offensive yeah. minds in the league. Um, he doesn't get a lot of credit like he used to now that you have like a Kyle Shanahan or a Sean McVay, but he's definitely up there for sure. Knows how to mix it up. Um, and is kind of like a quarterback guru. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, though, you have to realize you have to take into account that Teddy Bridgewater is still adjusting to a new system as well. A new offense, new players. He still has to get familiar. You know, he has to get his timing down. And with the whole Corona thing, they haven't been able to practice as much. I mean, we haven't had a preseason, so you have to also take that into account as well. Um, so I wouldn't get on Teddy Bridgewater just yet. I think you, I think since he's a little younger, he's a little younger than Tom Brady. I think you give him until week six and that, and if he still hasn't improved, that's when you criticize him. But I think as of right now, still looking at it, Carolina is a sleeper team to make the wild card, I believe, but we'll have to see. Um, but the Bucks, you know, they bounce back, and I still have them. I still have them as one of the best teams in the NFL going forward. I mean, if Leonard Fournette is able to c- continue, you know, I-, I wouldn't say his dominance, but if he's able to get you, like, 70 yards a game, that's totally okay. I mean, on average, on average. If he's able to keep that up, which is possible. He did it, he did it last year and the year before and the year before. So if he's able to give you those same type of numbers – Along with Mike Evans, you know, coming back to Mike Evans' form and Chris Godwin coming back to Chris Godwin form, I think I think the Buccaneers are going to be just fine because they have a decent defense. Like, yeah, they they've lost Gerald McCoy, but they have fucking solid ass linebackers: Shaquille Barrett, Levante David. Their defense is just fine. It's not like it's not anything. It's not like uh, you know the Steelers' defense or like the Broncos' defense or something like that. But it, it, the defense can hold them. So as long as the defense can hold up and their offense is there, which the offense will be there, whether you like it or not, I think they're they're one of the best teams in the league, and we'll see that going forward. I'm gonna have to see who they play uh, tomorrow, but I'm really excited to see how Tom does. I'm really, I'm just, I'm just, I'm so happy that football is back. You know, I can't stress it enough. Football, is when football is around, life is just so much better. Life, thank you. See, I'm glad that you agree with me. Not a lot of people agree with me on that, but life is just. Life just feels so much better, and right. I feel like everyone is happier when football is around. So, um, but moving on, the Patriots. Um, how do you feel um, about the Patriots getting Cam? Newton? I actually, to speak on the Cam Newton situation, I feel like Bill Belichick is such a smart man. Right. Man. I 
feel like that was the best pickup you could have gotten. Right. I feel like I feel like they still will make the playoffs. Agreed. Be be in Super Bowl contention. I feel like it's taking a minute for Cam Newton to get get right. Real deep. He's been Cam playing real good. No, he's been playing really good these past two I games. Feel like he's gonna be better on this team than he was on Carolina. Just taking him a second. But the Seahawks, from from the game they just played against the Seahawks, Seahawks are a top three team in the league. But yeah, the Seahawks but, but are the definitely Super Bowl contenders for sure. Uh, Patriots will probably win. Uh, uh, Patriots probably win that game, in my opinion, with a better call on the goal line. I feel like they try to call it two on the four yard. Yeah, no, it wasn't even a better call. I just think Cam Newton, if he would have right. ran to the outside, and, and he would have had I like how they're giving Cam so much trust. I I, I love how they're giving. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a real confidence game. booster. They didn't put, yeah, I agree. They, they basically just put – I mean, you know, most most coaches, like, that aren't Bill Belichick are going to take it slow and try to get him comfortable. They just went full head. I'm talking about versus the Dolphins. He had, what, 95% of the yards just to himself, rushing and passing. There was only 20 – you feel me? And then – Pretty much, yeah. First, I feel like this is nothing to build, though. He'll, he'll bounce back next game. This is nothing to <laughs> No, I think no. This is this. Even right. though we lost, I think it's a good loss because it shows yeah. that we're able to compete with top teams without Tom Brady and without like a a top yeah. five offense like we've had it before. You know, all we have receiving wise is um, Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry. That's it. I mean, Mohamed Sanu left, right. but he did nothing with us last year. He was absolute dog shit. So we have really no one in the receiving game. James White, I mean, we have James White, we have Rex Burkhead, but they're like dual threat backs, and we don't use them all the time. I think James White, you can say, is in our offense, but that's pretty much it. I mean, Sony Michelle hasn't been Sony Michelle this year. Um, I think he's only averaging like 30 yards a game off of like 12 attempts. He's playing like ass. He's playing really, really awful, and it's sad to see because the past couple of years he's been that's really good for us, um, especially on that, that Super Bowl run against uh, the Rams. Second best Georgia running back in that draft. Yeah, it's proven to show that now. Right. I mean, you could have made the argument right. like a year or two ago that Even he was when the he was best, Georgia, but now like it's argument. it's it's really showing that Nick, Nick Chubb. Just, Nick yeah, Chubb exactly. When he was at Georgia, you, mm-hmm. yeah, he really is. Um, so you know, I, I I think I've heard rumors that we might trade him uh, before the deadline, which you know, like I said, would be sad to say because I'm a Georgia fan. Really love Sony Michelle. Y'all, y'all, love the y'all pick. Hit, y'all hit the ball um, out of the but, with Isaiah Wynn, Oh, 100%. I'm really happy with that pick. One of the best tackles in the league um, has really held up uh, on the left side. I just wish that we had our other tackle, Marcus Cannon, but that piece of shit opted out. So, fuck him. He's gone. Um, But, no, I'm really happy with that pick. And I'm really happy with how we played against the Seahawks. I mean, it really shows. Because going into the season, I thought we were going to be like a 9-7 and team. But now, like, after the performance that we had against the Seahawks, I really do think that Absolutely. we could win 10 games and potentially win the division. Absolutely. I think we can beat the Bills, for sure. And I'm really impressed with how Cam's been playing, how his attitude has been, you know, how he's been treating the teammates, you know, how he how he's meshed with Bill Belichick right. so quickly. I really can appreciate that. And uh, I think it's right. a really, really good sign going forward. The, um, the Eagles. See. Man, the Eagles. The fucking Eagles, man. I, I find it. I find it disgusting that Carson Wentz is overrated, has been overrated, can't come back from injury. Agreed. 
I personally feel like the Eagles should have kept Nick Foles. Right. The, their defense is horrible, and I feel like the Eagles. Agreed. Call me crazy, the Eagles should tank and get Trevor Lawrence. Trade Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah, they're zero two. They're zero two right now. They definitely, yeah, they need to blow it up. They definitely. Well, uh, how many years ago has it been? Uh, two years, eight, three, three years, years since they won what, the Super Bowl. Eagles, Eagles, two years. Now, three right? years, yeah. Yeah, Eagles, Patriots. Yeah, two years. Yeah, it's been two years. Yeah, so two it's been two years. Two years. Basically, three years because this would be the third year. Yep. Yeah, this will be yeah going into the third year. Yeah, no. I mean, Carson Wentz going into the Super Bowl run before he got Foles injured really was playing at an MVP level. No, Nick Foles definitely and, and won the Super Bowl do, for them. No, no if, ands, or buts. Um, his stock was high. I feel like they should do that with Carson Wentz. This is the highest Carson Wentz is going to be high right now. They should, they should definitely trade him and just try to get Trevor Lawrence or, or Justin Fields. I like, I, I like a Justin Fields pick right there. Would be a great pick. Justin Fields would be a good pick, but I think, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, a okay, good yeah, pick right. in comparison to right. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you want Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm, I'm disgusted by this. But if you can't get Trevor Lawrence, and, 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 Justin Fields would be a good pick. Every time every time you want to look, and, and I, I remember watching Eagles games, and they were just so entertaining. You feel me? And now it's just, what is this team? This ain't the Eagles I'm mm-hmm. used to. Doug Peterson? Who? Horrible coaching, the horrible call play calls. This is this is a a bottom of the barrel team right now. And I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be like that for at least till they get rid of Jack, Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz has the most picks in the league right now. It, it's something like that. No, I used to be a Carson Wentz believer. I'm not gonna lie, especially after that Super Bowl run. Um, you know, leading up to the Super Bowl. You know, I really believed, wow, Carson Wentz is really stepping into his own. But then the following year, coming back healthy, yeah, exactly. He hasn't been the same. He took a step down instead of taking a step up. And this year, he's continuing to take a step down. So unless he improves, you know, I'm going to give him a little chance. I'm going to give him a chance. If he doesn't improve by week five, then I think you need to trade him. You need to blow it up. How do you how do you lose I mean, to the I ain't gonna Washington, Washington team? team look like, looking like a new new week one team. I don't know what to say. You get what I'm saying? Well, Ron Ron Rivera is a very good coach. I think he's very underrated. Um, that was a very good pickup by you say Washington. I, I keep wanting to say the Redskins. It's fucking stupid, but the wa- yeah, yeah, it's a very 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 good pickup by Washington for sure. Um, I think the culture change was needed, especially right. what's going on with like the whole front office situation. And uh, I don't know if you've heard about that, but fucking crazy scandals with like the owner and the head coach, like fucking around with hookers and shit. It, right. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous and very unprofessional. Um, definitely needed a, a culture change for sure. Um, so I think Ron Rivera was a very good pickup. And Dwayne Haskins, I mean, coming off of a shitty rookie year. Uh, you know, I hope he improves because going into the draft, I thought he was the best quarterback in that draft. Um, you know, looking at his college tape, you know, going through, looking at his highlights, looking at his past games, he looked he looked poised to be the best NFL quarterback out of that draft, but still hasn't shown just yet. 
Um, but who knows? We'll see. I mean, shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Guys are known to have shitty rookie years and then improve drastically from then. I mean, we saw Jared Goff. His rookie year, we thought he was a bust. Look at him now. Has one of the highest. He's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So, I mean, you know, time will only tell what will happen with Dwayne Haskins. I mean, he's still it's still really early in his young career. So I'm excited to see how or if he improves from his right. poor, piss poor rookie season. But nonetheless, the Eagles should not be this bad right now. Like they have they have a good roster. If you look at their roster, they have a good roster. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And that's another reason why Carson Wentz should not be struggling. They have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They have one of the best two tight ends in the or two they have the best tight end tandem right. in the league right now in Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, probably. Um, they have Alshon Jeffrey. They have uh, Deshaun Jackson. Like, they have a great fucking offense. They have Miles Sanders. They just drafted last year. They have a great offense, and yet they're struggling. They're struggling. And their defense, oh, man, their defense. Don't even get me started on their defense. Uh, like, on paper, their defense is a top, top 15 right. defense, and they're playing – like the worst defense in the league. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. They need a new defensive coordinator. They need they need a new offensive coordinator. I think Doug Peterson is a good coach. I don't think you get rid of him yet. I think you give him another year or two. But you right. need new coordinators. You need new Absolutely. coordinators. There are no if ands or buts change, about change, change the, 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 the area like, around the team. Like change nothing. Change the coach. I don't like the culture of that team anymore. It's just not what it used to be. No, definitely not. I think after the Super yeah. Bowl uh, that they won, I, I think it really got to their heads. And, yeah. Once they had that underdog mentality, that was when they were at their best. But after that, right. once they were riding high on their horses, that's when everything went downhill. Um, But – that's pretty much it for football. You know, obviously week three starts tomorrow. Or, Sunday you know, it started on tomorrow. Thursday. We had the Thursday night game. Um, Dolphins. Yep. Sunday games are tomorrow. How about um, Ryan? But obviously on Thursday, Jacksonville got creamed Ooh, by. Bye. Let me tell you. It's Patrick, man. Fitz magic, man. Early, 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 you know, first four weeks, right. you got Fitz magic. And then after that, I mean, he's pretty much done for. So. Um, but no, I, I was honestly surprised. I had the Jags winning that game, and I actually picked up just Gardner to disappoint Mishu you on my fantasy team. I didn't start him. Thank God I didn't start him. <laughs> Against but, yeah, he had eight points, man. Eight fucking points after two back-to-back right. twenty-five point games or right. twenty-three point games. Especially he plays like the this. Dolphins. Come on now, come on, Gardner. You're better than this. I, yeah, against the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins. Like, come on, dude. No, I mean, I think, I think, uh, I mean, it was a good game. I watched it all the way through because I have Devontae Parker mm. on my team as well. I started him. He only got me 12 points, right. you know. But for a flex, I mean, that's not terrible. Um, just wish he would have played a little better. Um, but I think, I think losses like this happens to like good teams. I'm not saying Jacksonville is like a good team or anything, but good quarterbacks, they've, they, it's it's known to happen that they lose to bad teams sometimes. I mean, we saw I Joe like, Burrow. Man, and let me ask you about this. What How I've do you seen, feel about Joe he's Burrow? Not, he's From not no Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, where he's just going to make an immediate mm-hmm. impact. But this man, this man will be a top quarterback in the next five years, most definitely. He he just the passes he's making. He should have won that first game he played. 
the passes he are make he he's making is just so elite. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I wouldn't say they should have won, but they should have. But he did. He did have a, a touchdown pass, but then AJ Green kind of pushed off. Kick. But it was a, it was one of those. I see Aaron Rodgers in this man, and maybe nobody else does. But I see the tight tight passes he did. Yeah. No, I definitely see. I definitely see. No, I definitely see the comparison. Um, I'm not going to go out and outright say that that is the right comparison to make. Right. But I definitely, I can see. It. I can see where you're coming from. For sure. Um, Joe Burrow definitely has the makings of a superstar quarterback. I'm really excited to see how right. he goes on with his career. You know, we've only seen two games of him. You know, first game was okay. Second game was phenomenal. 333 yards, three touchdowns. You know, right. what more can you ex- what more can you ask for out of a rookie quarterback? You know what I'm saying? 50 or no, no, 65 completion percentage, 65 percent completion percentage right. uh, in game two. I mean, phenomenal game, phenomenal game. So. Um, I really can't wait to see how he performs yeah, against like a top defense. I mean, the Chargers' defense is really good. Don't get it twisted. You think so? But, uh, I think it's actually mm. one of the most underrated defenses in the league. I think it's a top ten defense. Yes, sir. Right. But I, I yeah, Steelers' defense. I feel like it's the best defense, defense in the league. Yeah, because if you, like if you look at it, the Chargers or the Seahawks. Well, after after week two, I think you could definitely make the argument. The Jamal Adams uh, is just so the, Seahawks, the way the Seahawks, they're putting Jamal Adams isn't as they, good as it used to. Oh no, they just Jamal Adams. So they just, no, I like no, it. They, yeah, I like what they're right. doing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I don't think the Seahawks have defense. a top okay, defense, yeah, yeah, a, but yeah. they definitely do have a good defense. It's they have a good defense. Right. It's, it, it's not like you're not going to lose the game because of your defense, essentially, with the Seahawks. Um, but if you look at the Chargers' defense, I mean, the pass rush is there. They have a top pass rush. They have uh, Joey I mean, the, the, Bosa, Nick who in Bosa my opinion is the just better Bosa brother. You have Melvin Ingram, and then you have a – yeah. I know, but a lot of people were already, like, putting him above Joey, whereas Joey's already had three 10-sack seasons, 10-plus sack seasons. So it's like you can't really yeah. – you can't really say that, that he's better than him. You know what I'm saying? So, but – uh, and then you have a phenomenal secondary. Obviously, yeah. Derwin James went down, but you still have Casey Hayward, Jason Barrett. Right. I mean, you have a lot of guys on that defense. Um, I forget who else. They have Stephon. Who else do they have? Uh, uh, they have – what's his name? He played for – Mike Daniels. They have Mike Daniels. Like, they have a lot right. of guys on that defense. I mean, it's a it's an underrated defense for sure. I mean, they, they, they almost beat the Chiefs the other day. You know what I mean? They held the Chiefs to – I want to say seven points in the first half, 10 points in the first half, something, something ridiculous. Like, you know, and obviously the chiefs have one of the best offenses of, in the league, arguably the best offense right. in the league. So it's pretty, it's a pretty phenomenal feat. So I'm excited to see, I think the Chargers are a sneaky team for the playoffs this year as well. I think they're very underrated, underlooked, and I think that will benefit them. Um, but like I, back to the Eagles, man, I, I just have to say, uh, the Eagles are so terrible yeah, this year. Absolutely the Cowboys not. have no excuse to not win this division. In the this past, division what, 10 is years? the worst that it's been in the past, like, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. They have no excuse. Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? They, last they, year, were, they, they, they had a chance to make the, the – the, they, they lost the game. If they would have won, they would have went. That's the right. The they Eagles lost made the game it. and the Eagles That's made right. it over And they lost. Blew the that's lead, right. by the way. They they, they were winning that that lead. Yeah, oh, that's, that can't uh, happen this year again. That, uh, that uh, happened again. Division at one point, and then they just 
by by minute by long run. It's just it's I crazy. I know. Absolutely no, no reason. Right. No, they they no they have they have absolutely no excuse no excuse on paper on paper if you look at their roster on paper they have a top ten right. arguably top five roster in the league. Agree? Or disagree? I, I definitely do agree. You agree? So they I mean they just got a new coach. They have a Super Bowl winning head coach. You know what I'm saying? Uh, from Green Bay, I can't. I don't know why I can't remember his name. Um, but they just signed him in the offseason. Do you know who I'm talking um, about? What's Mike his name? McCarthy. Uh, he played for the pa- or he coached for the Packers. What's his name? Mike McCarthy. Yeah, they just team, signed though. Mike McCarthy to a big deal. You know, yeah. um, they just re- with the uh, Cowboys. I, I, I do too. But like, there's just no excuse for them not to make the playoffs this year. They have a good. They have finally a good head coach that has won a Super Bowl. They just renewed their deal with their offensive coordinator, who used to be their quarterback or backup quarterback. I forget his name as well. Um, he wasn't too good, but he's a really good offensive coordinator. Their offense is like on paper, like I said, one of the best in the league. They have a good two running back system. Tony. Zeke, you know, two really good running backs. You have Zeke, top five running back. Tony Pollard, uh, maybe a top 20 back when he's at his best. Um, and then, obviously, you have three studs and receivers. You know, you obviously have Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, uh, Michael Gallup. Uh, what else? Uh, tight end. Uh, their tight end just went down, so they don't have the tight end. But still, even with the guys that I just named, uh, and Dak Prescott, you know what I'm saying? And they have a, a top O-line. Right. They have a top five O-line, if not the best O-line in the league. So um, there's no excuses for them. And their defense, when it's healthy, is a top 15 defense. So they have absolutely no excuses. And, David, this is for you. <laughs> if y'all lose, I swear to God, I'm yeah, going yeah. to kill your shit. I swear to God, I'm going to kill your shit, all right? You are going to hear it from me, all right? <laughs> you will be back on this podcast, no. and I will literally – Make your life hell. Absolutely. So, with that being said, let's talk about Absolutely. some NBA playoffs. Have you been watching the playoffs? Man, what are um, your what are your thoughts on the playoffs so far? Let me give me um, your whole breakdown. Break down the playoffs. I like. For I, like me. I like personally the the for the whole thing. I like LeBron taking the whole thing. I like uh, uh, LeBron and yeah, LeBron and, and AD. The who taking the whole thing? But oh, the Lakers. Let's just start yeah. off with um. Yeah. The, the OKC versus Rockets game. Mm-hmm. I feel like Chris Paul is definitely sh- right. Oh, or or this 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 Thunder team has showed itself it's possible of doing. You get what I'm saying? Um, you have like to repeat Luke that Ford. one more time. You kind of I said I Chris said Paul. I like what this OKC team has shown what it can do. Right. You get what I'm saying? Um. Right. I like Lou Dort. Lou Dort is definitely going to be a top defensive player in the next three years, two years. No, I he, think that. he definitely showed out against James Harden. And in no that last cut. game, game seven, definitely went off. You know, he was hitting all those threes. And I hate to say this right now, but Russell Westbrook, just, he's just not a secondary player. He can't no. play behind Westbrook. But I feel like I've seen something where they said something, something trade negotiation with uh, – or, 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 the Bucks are Clippers. trying to get Westbrook. 
the Bucks, and that would be such a great. Okay. It's such a. It's such a hit or miss with that. You know what I'm saying? Two at the two of the most athletic players in the NBA on the same team. That would just be yeah. But you just said you just said Russ can't play second fiddle. He can't behind Ben Harden. Who who is gonna who is gonna who what team is he gonna take over? You get what I'm saying? Who's gonna who's gonna? No, I, I no, I do see what you're saying, but it's like you're putting him in a system where it's built around Giannis. Yeah, you know but it's it, it, what I'm saying is he there's that whole having your own team is dead now. It's over with. That that's done. Sadly, it's done. No team is gonna. No team that's rebuilding is gonna go get Westbrook. No, I'm not. No, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I, I just don't think he should go to the Bucks than with with Harden though. I'd rather him play with Harden because Harden can actually shoot. And I think honestly, the reason why they lost, or no, they played they against the, the Lakers, Thunder, lost four to one. But the reason why they lost to the Lakers is because Russ didn't show up at all in that series. Harden, Harden didn't show up either. Harden showed up in a couple games, but for the most part, yeah, he didn't show up. But I think the problem was is that Westbrook, he was still coming off of an injury, and, you know, he was still – you know what I'm saying? What did he have, like a calf injury or yeah. uh, a knee injury, something like that? Something like yeah, that. he was still coming off – like he strained his calf or something. He was still coming back from injury, and he I mean, wasn't he, playing he like himself. He was losing by 17 points, 20, 20 points, and all that. Yeah, exactly. When Russ was dropping, like, what, 14 so if Russ was playing like Russ, they probably would have either lost by like one point or they could have played a lot better. You know what I'm saying? They could have even won those games. Yeah. So I think if Russ plays when healthy, and like I said, going into the playoffs, I had the Rockets as a sleeper team for the finals. Mm-hmm. I had them as a sleeper team for the finals due to the fact that like um, if Russ and James Harden are on their game, which in, in, in the first round, James was playing lights out. I mean, I don't think you can argue that James yeah. was playing lights out. Um, in the second round against the Lakers, I mean, he had some good games. Like, game one, obviously, played really well. Um, and then game three, he played pretty well. But after that, I mean, he, he kind of disappeared. And then Russ, I mean, Russ didn't really show up at all. But, like I said, coming off of an injury, I think I think you give that team a little more time. You know, you give it another year like you did with the CP3 thing. Yeah. And I think they blew up the CP3 thing a little too early. I think it's just the only reason why they traded him is because – uh, James and CP3 didn't like each other, which is stupid, by the way. It was really like petty and immature as fuck because they were a good team together. They worked really well together. Yeah. So I think that was stupid as fuck. Um, how they just stopped liking each other or whatever. But I think, I think we, I think we're seeing a prime, or not a prime Chris Paul, but a Chris Paul of old. You know what I'm saying? I think he still proves that he is a top five point guard in the league. Right. I think he proved that with the Thunder this year. But like I said, I think the Rockets need to give it one more year. Just get some, make some more offseason, you know, acquisitions. You know what I'm saying? Get some more shooters. Get some more three and D kind of guys. You know, they have Robert Covington. They have PJ Tucker. You know what I'm saying? They have a couple guys like that. But they need, they, they, what they really needed is another Trevor Ariza. Um, and honestly, I don't like Mike D'Antoni as a coach. He's a good coach. Yeah, but they need to be more defensive minded because Mike D'Antoni is not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's just more a, offense, just a quick offense than defense type of guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He's not, and that's the reason why the Suns in the early 2000s didn't do anything because they were focused more on offense and not really on defense. Right. You know what I'm saying? They need more of like a either a mixture of both type of coach or more of like a defensive minded because you know James and Russ are gonna get theirs on offense. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna get theirs. So, and if they get theirs. 
then they're good to go. You just need the they need a more defensive minded coach. Mike D'Antoni was not a good fit for James or for Russ. Right. So I think you give them another year. You see who they you know you see what coach they get, um, and you go from there. And you you, you just get a couple more shooters around Russ. Right. And plus, like the reason why I like that team as well is because you have James and Russ. Russ is going to drive in for the most part. James. He can shoot the like he has a jumper. Obviously, he can take three. He got the mid range. He's got everything. He doesn't have to drive into the paint. Whereas if you trade Russ to the Bucks, you're just clogging up the paint. You're having another situation with like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and that's why I think you need to trade Joel and keep Ben Simmons, or trade Ben Simmons and keep Joel, because that's why the Sixers aren't as good because they keep clogging up the paint. You right. know what I'm saying? They both need to get to the rim. And they can't find their shots. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think if you trade Russ to the Bucks, you're going to have another Sixers situation. They're going to be able to win games. They're going to be able to make the playoffs. They're going to be good, but they're not going to do anything. Yet. You know, they might make it past the first round, and then they're going to get eliminated in the second round. Yeah. Whereas the Rockets, the Rockets' potential, they have the potential to go to the finals, even win it. If they get the right coach, they get a couple more shooters, and they get better on defense. That's all they need. They need to get a little better on defense, and they need more shooters. And they need a better coach. That's all they need. Yeah. All right. So, um, but yeah, no. Uh, who do you think is going to win the uh, the Heat series? Uh, definitely the Heat. Definitely. The you heat. think so? I mean, they're they're they okay. Good. So oh, right now the series three two now. It's three two right now. Yeah, it's three two right now. Heat, I definitely feel like they've done show outside of the Lakers. I think they've been the most impressive. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah no I agree I agree I think Tyler, I don't think anybody had them coming out of the East something different oh man game four game four thirty seven that was pretty insane man, what the man playing he's he's a different breed he doesn't he doesn't scream rookie to me he just had fourteen points on 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 fifty percent well he has, he has the most points in playoff history for a rookie you know not, that right besides Magic Johnson you're not though that man outside of Magic Johnson but yeah. as for the Lakers series I feel like. This is the only three-one three-one series that the Nuggets aren't coming back from this season. Um, well, I will say I do think that they're going to win the next game. I think they're going to win the game tonight. I think they're going to win Game Five just because of what they've been able to do yeah. before. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I agree. I think the Lakers are going to get the job done. I think they're going to win in six, and worst case scenario in seven. I think. You know, even though obviously you know I'm a Kawhi Leonard fan, I still believe Absolutely. he's the best player in the world right now. Right now, Paul George is the worst. Right now, now that no, uh, no, Paul George is fucking garbage. I I said it in my last podcast. The Clippers need to fucking yeah, trade Paul that George man. Definitely. Get him the fuck out of L.A., bro. He's the reason why we lost him, and the bench not performing like 16. they're supposed to are the reason why the Clippers Four lost. Sixteen, this man shot ten points. Kawhi Leonard didn't have that hard of a Who? He was doing something all series. No, Kawhi Leonard look, – look, look, I'm not going to defend Kawhi Leonard in game seven. But besides that, the man was averaging – in the whole playoffs, was averaging 29 points a game, 54% from the field, 39% from three, 10 rebounds, five assists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was doing his job all, all playoffs long besides game seven. Yeah. All right? Besides Game Seven, Kawhi was doing his job. Man, Paul right? George that was the only game that he did not show up in. That's what I'm saying. If if Paul George would have played like he was supposed to play, they wouldn't have been in the Game Seven, and you would we would be seeing a Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals right now if Paul George would have yeah. done his job. 
The reason why the Mavs series, the reason why the Mavericks series went to six games is because of Paul George. The games that they won, Paul George played mediocre or good. You know what I'm saying? The games that they lost, Paul George played like ass. Paul George had like what, 12 points in both games in the uh in the Mavericks series? Like he 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 and the bench are the reason why the Clippers lost. Luka and Don- the defense. They just have no chemistry. About Luka Doncic being a top 5 player in the <clears throat> No, Luka Doncic def- definitely has blossomed. And, and I mean, we saw, you know, he had that game winner trading. in uh, I want either game three or game four. How do you feel as a Hawks fan hmm? trading him for Trey Young? You know, obviously looking back, I wish we would have kept Luka. Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. But I'm not upset because I do believe Trey is a superstar. He just needs pieces around him, whereas Luka, you know, he's mm-hmm. a little more valuable. But for Trey – to be successful, he need we need to keep John Collins and we need to get other shooters around him and a lot of good defenders like Heck. three and D guys. Um, but I, I I mean I think I think I think what is happening in Atlanta is that we're building sort of like a Golden State type system because our GM came from Golden yeah. State, you know that right? He was in the management, he was in the front office of Golden State, and he's trying to build another Golden yeah. State type situation, which I can appreciate. So, um, I think we just need, I think, and I'm really happy about DeAndre Hunter as well. I'm really happy with how he's progressed throughout the season. DeAndre Hunter, our forward, our small forward yeah. that we just drafted last year, really solid. He's going to be a stud. He, uh, he's kind of like a Kawhi Leonard type player. You know, his offense is going to only improve and his defense is there. His defense is there. Right. So I'm really happy about that. Um, you know, obviously we have red velvet, we have the red Mamba, you know, uh, I'm really happy about him. He's a really good shooter. Um, uh, when he's on, at least like uh, Kevin Herter, like when he right. when he's on, he's on. But when he's not, he's not. Uh, Cam Reddish is like a wild card for us. He has the potential. He has like a superstar in the making. Like he has that in his bag. But it's up to him if he wants to go into his bag. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think you know I think we have a bright future. Um, so I'm not really you know I'm not really concerned. Like, I, I, looking back, I wish we would have kept Luka, but I'm not overly upset because even if, you know, we don't win with Trey, Trey is still very entertaining to watch. Like his play style is very entertaining to watch because he can score a lot of fucking right. points. So, um, but looking back, if you were to ask me, you know, if I had the decision to trade Trey for Luka right now, yes, I would trade him right now. Yes, so that we could win for sure because Luka – is more valuable. He makes his team. not saying that Trey doesn't make his teammates better, but Luca just has that you know he has that aura around him. You know what I'm saying? Like the same aura that LeBron James has. You know what I'm saying? The same aura that Kawhi Leonard has. The same aura that Michael Jordan had. The same aura that like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird had. You know what I'm saying? He just has that winner. Like you, you could tell. Like you look at someone and you could tell they're a yeah. winner. You know what I'm saying? When you look at Paul George, you see him as a fucking trash can. All right. But when you look at Luka Doncic, you see him as a right. winner. You know what I'm saying? You can see his future. You know I'm saying you saw it with LeBron James as well. You could tell LeBron James was special. And when you look at Luka, you could tell that Luka Doncic right. is special. I agree. Agree I or disagree? Agree. He's the future of the NBA. All right. No, I think – a lot of people, a lot of people were saying that Giannis was going to be the future of the NBA. No, 
They need to mm. look over at a different European. They mm. need to look over at Luka Doncic, not Giannis. All right, because I think Giannis, even though you know he's gonna, and I, I said it in my last podcast, the Bucks are kind of like the early two thousand Suns. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you have the back to back MVP in Steve Nash, and now you're having the back to back MVP in uh, Giannis. You know what I'm saying? The first year that Steve Nash won MVP, they went to the Western Conference Finals, lost. The first year that Giannis won MVP, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals, lost. Then the second year that Steve Nash won MVP, they lost in the second round. And then this year, second year that Giannis won right. MVP, they lost in the second round. You know what I'm saying? And um, both years they had both years they had the best record in the league. All right, both teams had the best record in the league for those two years. So you see what I'm saying? I just don't see. There's too much alike. With those two teams, I just don't see them – I don't see the Bucks doing anything. And I don't see Giannis – you know, Giannis – I think, honestly, uh, Richard Jefferson put it correctly. I think Giannis is more of a Scottie Pippen than he is a Michael Jordan. He needs to be a second fiddle. He can't be – you know, he's he, – he, don't get me wrong. No disrespect to Giannis. Giannis is a fucking dog. Giannis, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the best players in the league. But he's not a winner. Right. He's not a winner. He's not a winner. You know what I'm saying? He's not a winner. He, he's not going to – like, he cannot be your best player right. on a championship caliber team. You know what I'm saying? He can't – yeah, he, he is not your right. – best. like, he can't be your best player if you want to win a championship. And it pro, it showed. It showed these past years. It showed. He's good. He, right. can, he can win you an MVP, but he's not going to take you anywhere. He's not going to take you anywhere. He's more like like uh, like Richard Jefferson – Richard Jefferson said he's more of a Scottie Pippen type character than he is a Michael Jordan type character. Whereas Luca, Luca is a Michael Jordan slash like LeBron James type character. You know what I'm saying? He can win as your best player. You know what I'm saying? I think it showed like if Chris Stapps didn't go down, if Chris Stapps didn't go down and if Kawhi Leonard didn't have such a good series, they probably would have won that series. You know what I'm saying? So but yeah, no, I agree. I think Luca is definitely going to be the face of the league for sure. Um, in the next couple years, after LeBron James retires and after Kawhi Leonard gets out of his peak, I think right. he will be the one to take the reign. Um, but what are your? Let me let me hear your predictions on the finals. You know, Heat Heat Lakers oh, because obviously that's what we assume is what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Who who do you, four two, four two. Okay, so I think. Four, yeah, four two. I got gotcha. you. I think I think it'll be some something similar to that. I think it'll be you know four two, maybe maybe a close five or four one, but uh, I think if the Heat if the Heat come out of the East, which they probably will, they're gonna give the Lakers a tougher matchup than the Celtics. And the reason why I say that is because they are more able to guard LeBron and AD. You know what I'm saying? Because you can put Jimmy yeah, on LeBron. And you could put Bam Adebayo. I don't know if you know who Bam Adebayo is, but you can put him on AD. You know what I'm saying? So they have a way better chance of guarding. And just they have so many shooters on that team that they can outshoot the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? The Lakers can get buckets, but they're not they're not a team full of shooters. Whereas the, the Heat, they're built around defense, and they're built around shooters. And their best player, Jimmy, right. he just makes everyone better. You know what I'm saying? He brings that, that leadership quality to the team you know like he doesn't have to score 30 points a game for them to win games you know um i think this series he's only averaging like 19 points a game you know what i'm saying like he doesn't have to score 30 points a game 
to for them to win. But I think they have a better chance of upsetting the Lakers than the Celtics. Even though the Celtics have more star power than the Heat, their defense is nowhere near as good as the Heat's, you know? And they, they just, like, you're not going to put Jason Tatum on fucking uh, AD. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to put uh, Jalen Brown on LeBron. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Uh, who, who's going to guard AD? No one's going to guard AD. You're going to put Anis Cantor, who is known to be unreliable on defense. You know what I'm saying? You, you're going to put Daniel Tice, a fucking bench player. We're back. I'm back. All right. Yep. Sorry about that, guys. Some te- technical difficulties. Um, <clears throat> I guess Harrison disconnected. But anyways, like I was saying before, we were rudely interrupted by Anchor. Um, yeah. No, I think if the Celtics go to the finals, they're going to get swept due to the fact that they have no one to guard AD. You know, I think if they were to play anyone else in the finals – Besides the Lakers, I think they would make it like a six-game series. But they just have no one to guard AD, and that's really going to be a problem for them. Whereas the Heat, the Heat are bad, or not a bad matchup, but a tough matchup for anyone that comes out of the West. You know what I'm saying? Lakers, Nuggets, whoever, you know. But I think if the Heat come out and they play the Lakers, they're going to give the Lakers a run for their money. I do have the Lakers in that series. Don't get me wrong. But I think the Heat are going to make it interesting. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, with that being everything that we have to talk about, is there anything that you would like to talk about? You know, anything um, giving you a platform to speak on? I think I think we didn't cover everything. I think we didn't cover everything. There's nothing that you want to talk about. You know, any upcoming music? You know, nah. You know, you, I ain't you, got nothing I'm covering yet. I'm still, no singles. No singles. Uh, no 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 mixtape. No. No. Why is that? Um, Still waiting for an album to come out, but that's not coming out for like another three more months. What your album? Yeah, another one. How many songs? Another twelve or thirteen. Thirteen. Is it gonna be the same type of like vibe as? It goes or, that, uh... I think it's, it's, it's a new mic that I make it with better equipment, better auditorium. So I think I feel it's gonna be a lot. No, better. I get. Yeah, 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 I get that. I get that. I'm asking vibe. like. Same type of vibe, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Because, you know, from the cell block to your block, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you, you're oh. not going to mix it up? No, nah, it's not going to be like from the cell block to your block type two type shit, but it's definitely going to be the songs are going to be the same way. That's type. what I'm saying, like the same type of music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not going to switch same. it up? Yeah, nah, nah. Not yet? You're going to nah. wait? You're going to wait on that? I like I like the vibe I got. If I, I only I, I ain't even going for a certain vibe. That's just how I how I make music. You get what I'm no, saying? No, 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 I know that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, I know how some some rappers like to switch it up. You know what I'm saying? Like Drake, he's able to switch it up. You know what I'm saying? Future, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. you have some yeah, guys just... that like to switch it up and switch from like rap to like R and B and then to like you know what I'm saying? So you you you're not trying yeah. that. You 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 strictly. Yeah, I'm just I'm just talking about rappers okay. here right now. All right. What uh? So no singles, no singles in the works right now. You're not gonna. Not yet. Not not that I know. Not not that anything I want to drop right now. So, let me ask you this: how how are you how are you producing your music? Like, where do you do you have like a, a manager? Do you have like a studio? Do you like go to like what's up? I definitely do have a manager. She's she's a close person to me, but right. I have a uh, producer that pulls up on me. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I definitely uh 
he definitely he definitely fucks with me. I fuck with him too. So it's just kind of he kind of knows my voice a lot better. So that's why we make such good music. Right. He knows my voice. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So y'all y'all work well together. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but speak more on your manager. Like, how did how did you come into contact with her? You know what I'm saying? I've always known her. You've always known her? Since ninth grade. Uh, Okay. You've known her for a while now. Yeah. And she, we, we kind of took the same interest and we, she didn't, even before she was my manager, she kind of was always trying to promote my stuff, like on a better level, like let's go post flyers and let's go do this, that, and around Atlanta and shit. So I just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Right. Her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know what you're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, let the audience know, you know what I'm saying? Like, what made you decide to do music? You know what I'm saying? Like, what inspired you to start rapping? What inspired you to, you know? like, I'd say, like, third grade, bro. I really? used to always rap in class and right. shit. But I never took, I never took interest to it. I always thought that shit was goddamn just, just something goofy that would make people laugh. Right. I mean, little class. Right. But then I stopped doing all that shit probably fourth or fifth grade, and I started on, I think I started, like, back rapping, I guess you would say, not actually rapping, but I would just mumble or create, like, a whole bar, a few bars, and just completely, like, I would put it over every beat type shit. Right. Probably ninth grade, I started doing that. Tenth grade, you feel me, just the same way, and then eleventh grade, when I took interest to it, somebody had a little studio told me to pull up. I finally made my first song. Right. And I just kind of enjoyed it. I thought this shit was fine, so I just kept making music. I ended up getting locked up and, and, uh, I just started, I just, that was, just, that was how I got past my times to making music. You get what when I'm you saying? were, when you were, uh, in the cell? Locked yeah. up, yeah. No beat. That's probably the hardest music you will make is none without a beat or hype. Yeah, you had to, like, visualize it in your head. You just, you're not even doing that. You're just making lyrics at that point, but you making it in a in a, in a beat that goes like this, right? Or something right, shit your like own that. your shit. own so, type of flow. Yeah, shit. So it's definitely a lot harder, but I I I I didn't realize what I've been through as a, as a human being. I didn't I didn't realize growing up. I didn't realize what the fuck I was. I thought every, what I was going through, everybody was going through, but it, it really isn't. You feel me? I done been through some fucked up right. shit. So that's what I kind of try to rap about for the most part. So that's what kind of influenced me, and now it's just, now it's just how I love passing my time. You know what I'm saying? It becomes like a, uh, it's something I enjoy doing. Right. And other folks enjoy what I make, so that kind of motivates me as well. So do you? So what? What are your? How do I say this? What are your intentions when you make music? Are you doing it because you love it? Or are you doing it because you're trying to blow up, or is it like a mixture of both? I really do it because I love it. Like, right. All the shit. Most folks don't understand. I really be speaking facts during my music. Like, right. Everything I pretty much, pretty much for the most part, yeah, there's a little cap and I just kind of feel it in though. But for the most part, I'd say 95% of the shit I rap about, I be speaking facts. Right. Well, I will say you do cap it. a little bit in your music when you talk about how you, you fuck some people up. That's not true at all because I've seen you in person. You're kind of a little man. I, but continue. <laughs> Go ahead. Crazy. I, don't, I definitely don't fuck some folks up, but. Maybe not got down certain situations, you feel right. me? Just kind of throwing shit in there just to got down, spice it up, you feel right. me? But for the most part, you feel me? I done got down. 
I didn't, for the, I'd say 95, 96% of the shit I, write, I really believe in. Right, right. You'd be experiencing you know, and you yeah, just, you like telling the story almost. Type shit. And folks, so it's like, so, you, so it's like a Biggie Smalls type beat. I wouldn't even say Biggie Smalls. Like, that's not even who I look up no, to. No, I'm not saying right? you look up to him, but like, when I listen to Biggie, it sounds like he's telling a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's telling like what he lived. Like the song Juicy, he talks about how he grew up uh, on the block and he was like selling shit and then they kicked him off. And then like he was talking about how his teachers always like doubted him and said that he wouldn't go anywhere. He dropped out of high school, had two kids. And then now he's talking about how he lived in a nice ass mansion, drinking champagne on his birthday and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like shit like that. Like, he's just speaking, yeah. he's speaking the shit that he lives, you know what I'm saying? So, that's, like, similar to you. Right. So, that's basically what you're doing, pretty much, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, most definitely, I'm shit with my mama, locked up, fight. Right. God, God yeah. rest her soul, obviously, you know. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely, I miss my mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, got down. That's just... That's that's who I got down. That's what made me start doing. It. That's why I keep doing this. I love to do this shit. This shit motivate me. Right. Me. I get you. Better. How how long do you think you'll be doing this? How long do you think you'll be you know rapping, making Til music? Till I die. Really? You think really, you think it'll be that long? Yeah, most definitely. I, I enjoy. There's nothing about what I'm doing I don't enjoy. There's no reason I should stop either. Right. You feel me? Some shit, you know, some shit had bad or bad effects and shit. Like, nah, I yeah. Definitely, I definitely feel like, um, this shit, yeah, I, I definitely fucking with what I'm doing. I, I feel like I can do this shit for the rest of my life. No, I can, I can appreciate that. I can relate to that because, you know, obviously I like doing this podcast. You know, I've been doing it for a little bit now. And yeah. I, you know. This is where you get enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I like sitting here talking about, you know, sports and real shit. Um, you know, because that's what I like to do every day, anyways. When I'm not doing this, like with people I fuck with, so I can I can relate to that. I appreciate that. But um, yeah. but yeah. So you so you so you see yourself doing this for like a very long time. Yeah, most definitely. Okay. Most definitely. Okay. Any any shout outs you want to make? Like you know what I'm saying? I'm, like I said, I'm giving you a platform. Any shout outs or just get down. Shout out to Mob, man. 2400 GMB shit, man. You feel me? Shout out my little brother. Oh, my little brother, LD, GMB shout out. Goddamn. Shout out my brother, Easy. Shout out my brothers, Julian, David, all them folks. Shout out my brother, Zay, man, in college. Shout out my dog, Trill. All them folks, man. You, you know who I'm talking about. If I ain't mentioned you, you know I fuck with you. You feel me? You know I don't fuck with you, fucking nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Oh, just go check out from the set block to your block. Probably change your life. If you don't, fuck you, nigga. <laughs> before, before I let you go, I have to ask. I haven't talked to Zay in a while. How is he doing? Is he playing college ball? Most definitely. Got his own spot and everything. Really? It, like, is yeah. he a starter? Is he a role player? Uh, I don't know too much. I, I, I only think the season started yet. But he definitely he, – uh, I think his coach said he's a top three player on the team. So. Okay, that's what's up. I, yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while, but that's what's up. I know he, like, at college. I know he in college, but I didn't know if he was going to be playing or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know – even though you're a piece of shit, I appreciate you being on the podcast. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you wanna, if you ever wanna come back on, just let me know. 
I mean, you know like I said. I think I really want you to do one of my interviews. Huh? I said, I, I think I want you to, if we if you could, do, let's do an interview. What do you mean? Like, shit, just make a bunch of questions to ask me, like you just did. Right. But just build up 15 questions and just got down come at me, and we can build off of that. Like, real shit or sports? Real shit, real anything. Shit? Okay. Don't, don't hold nothing back, anything. On my mama, on anything. What? And you want to do it on the podcast? You want to do it somewhere else? Shit, you can post it. Use it as content. All right, yeah. We definitely do that another time, for sure. I'll make some questions. We definitely do that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, like I said, appreciate you. Even though you're a faggot, appreciate you on the podcast. You're more than welcome <laughs> to come back on at some point whenever yeah, you want. Yeah. Like, you know, if something big happens or, you know, yeah. randomly. Because, you know, I had Julian on a couple times. I've had Dave on a couple times. You know, he's going to be on later on in this episode. So, but, uh, like I said, appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah, hey, yeah, just get down. Bless that, man. Anytime you want me to do this. Yo, I got you. All right. All right, bit. Peace. Peace. Uh, hey, guys, just want to let y'all know that um, Dave will not be joining us this episode, so I'm just going to publish this so I can get it out, and then I'm probably going to record on Monday night, either that or Tuesday. Um, with Dave, we'll do a recap of UFC 253, uh, any upcoming events after that, we'll talk a little basketball, talk a little football, maybe some MLB as well. And, uh, yeah, but thank you guys for tuning in and have a good day.